Welcome to the Brandon Fraser podcast, where we talk everything and anything Brandon Fraser. We're your hosts, Carla. And I'm Daniel. So today we are joined by special guest. Uh, he is writer and director of Behind the Curtain of Night, Mr. Delabar Stock. And we also have his translator, Mike, joining us today. Really appreciate you taking time to talk to us. I know it's kind of a challenge with the time zone. We'll keep it kind of brief. We have some questions about the movie and... <laughs> Okay, yeah, Dalibor is just wondering how you found him. So he thanks you, and he's like, okay, how do you um, find it? I think it was a, a week or two ago. I forget which newspaper article. I think it was somewhere in um, Prague. There was an article about the film, and I think because Brennan Fraser just won the Academy Award. And so then searching, I think I found your Instagram, and that's like kind of how it came about. Oh, okay. Apakah uh, you found Instagram? Has he been in touch with Brennan Fraser in the past? However many years has been since the filming of this, like, do they stay in touch? Has he talked to him about the whale and his Oscar win? Okay, so uh, actually, Dalibor got in uh, got in touch with him, but they only spoke in 2016 because the film was not finished then. So they spoke, uh, and he told him that the film is not finished. Uh, because uh, it ran into some problems. It was difficult to finish. And uh, Delibor didn't want to talk to uh, Mr. Brandon until the movie uh, is done and finished, which is pretty much uh, right about now. So uh, it was deliberate. Can you tell us a little bit what led to the creation of film? I know we read that you were inspired by you know, a near-death ex- experience now. how is it true? <laughs> so I'll, I'll just... Uh, split it into small segments of you so there's nothing lost in the translation so actually uh dalibor died twice basically and uh he, he wrote a book about this which is basically was called behind the curtain of night so the book was in Czech. he wrote a book about this and later on he wrote uh a script so he uh wrote his film and then uh when he started he didn't actually uh have the the actors in so uh, he didn't know that Mr. Fraser was going to be in at that time. So he just started filming and he didn't have some of the actors. So uh, it's based on his experience and based on his book. That's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about how you were able to get Brennan Fraser to be in your film? Did you like know him or know his agent? Or were you just a fan of his work and you're like, this is the perfect person for the role? Hele, Dalibore, tak prej, jak si uh, tam teda Brandna dostal? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the story is like this. So Dalibor started shooting, and because he didn't have some of the actors, he was only shooting them from the back, so you couldn't see, see them from the front. And then there was a Hollywood producer who came to the Czech Republic, actually, to see how Dalibor is doing. And uh, when he left, uh, he went to L.A., and he sent Dalibor a list, basically, with, like, um, list uh, with the names of about 30 top actors. I think there was Mr. Hopkins in there too, maybe some other actors. And so Dalibor printed out this uh, paper and Mr. Fraser's name was just uh, 
somehow shining. He didn't know how it happened, but his name was kind of in bold, although in the computer they were just the same. So, uh, so Dali Burst uh, so, um, List was there on the table and uh, one name was shining. So he just called the producer and basically in a few weeks they uh, came here with Mr. Fraser. And uh, when they started uh, filming, actually, it was, it was only one day because they had about eight scenes to do in one day. So it had to be really fast. So when they came here, uh, uh, Mr. Fraser asked him, like, why did you choose me? So Dalibor is his fan, obviously. Uh, he said he also likes Mr. Ford. And uh, uh, Mr. Fraser is uh, one of his favorites, too. Uh, second, uh, second only to Mr. Ford, maybe. Maybe even better. So not now he's better. He's got the Academy Award. So, uh, so Mr. Fraser asked him how, why he actually chose him. So he said that his uh, name was Shining. And uh, basically, then they were talking. And they came to a clue. They came to a conclusion that uh, Mr. Fraser also died. I think once or twice, maybe. So uh, they had a connection. So uh, and so the story also continues. So basically, the, uh, they found that Mr. Fraser died, died twice too. So they founded uh, their own club. It's just double clinical <laughs> death. Uh, it's uh, a Czech club, basically. And uh, Mr. Fraser also has some Czech ancestors. Uh, that's what they found out. So that was a nice connection. Coincidence, or maybe fate, whatever, whichever you believe. So I, I saw Dalibar hold up the mummy, the case of the DVD. Would he consider that to be his favorite Brennan Fraser film? It's um, Mr. Dalibor's first DVD ever, and it's signed by Mr. Fraser, so it's his uh, favorite. So it's the first DVD he ever got, and it's uh, from Mr. Fraser. So uh, that's why he held it. Uh, that's why he held it up. So there, so there are three films that Dalibor likes with Mr. Fraser. M maybe they can beat the Mummy, but one of them is Crash. Maybe I'm not sure. I have to Google it if the name of the film is the same. Smovas Diablem Sitikal. Then the second one is. Bedazzled. <laughs> yes. I guess. Classic. And uh, and what's the Tsubleshya Tsuki? Crash Tsukal. And he also likes uh, Blast from the Past. Classics. Definitely classics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good choices. Yeah, Great sorry, I had like to that. Google it because Dalibor told me to check names. I'm like, hmm, you know. <laughs> uh, the, the, the translations are sometimes a bit different. So now that you have Brandon on board with the film, how was it like to work alongside Brandon? Uh, Dalibor said that uh, Mr. Fraser was very professional. He was also accommodating because it was Dalibor's uh, first big film. So basically when you're starting out, it's difficult. So Mr. Fraser had to play uh, without the other actors at times because the uh, one of the other actors, they got like three months later, they had to... Uh, take some stand-ins too. Plus there is one actress who only joined the crew like four years later. So he was very professional and he was very accommodating, very nice. So once you have him as coordinating with like other stand-ins and everything like that, and then like the film wraps up with like all the actors already involved, did Brandon do justice on his role? Okay, so uh, Dalibor said that Mr. Fraser was very good. He helped the film a lot. Uh, plus, there is one more bonus because, uh, as Dalibor said, it was difficult to actually uh, finish the film because there were some scenes missing, the music was not there. But actually, because uh, Mr. Fraser was in there, 
that was a composer found out the movie and actually contacted Dalibor when Dalibor needed a composer. So uh, there was an, a coincidence where uh, through Mr. Fraser's work, the composer, Matt Gates, uh, he's also based in the U.S., he found Dalibor. So um, Mr. Fraser actually helped in more than one way, not only as an actor, but also through uh, this coincidence, Dalibor got super good music for the film. So had it not been for Mr. Fraser, I think Mr. Gates wouldn't actually uh, find Dalibor's film. So it was a great coincidence. I think he actually contacted Dalibor like two months ago. There was a composer and he had a car crash and they had to find a new one. So this guy actually found Dalibor by accident on IMDb. The movie was not finished. So uh, thanks to Mr. Fraser, there's actually the, uh, the, the movie score in the film. That's incredible. Yeah, the impact he makes on a movie. One of the questions I had, because right now you can watch the movie as it's called Behind the Curtain of Night on Amazon. And then I also see it called The Secret of Karma. But then on Dolly Barr's Instagram, it looks like he's showing the movie to audiences as Demens or Dimens, like a different title. I was hoping he'd kind of clear that up a bit for us. So the, the story is even more complicated, so I enlighten you. So basically, there's the name Behind the Curtain of Night. It's going to be... Uh, the international name. Uh, then there's this karma because when Dalibor started out, uh, he had uh, a producer uh, with him and basically they quarreled and the producer tried to steal the film from him. And then he uh, stole the film and renamed it and that was the Secrets of Karma but it wasn't super successful. There was only like 60% of the actual footage is there. So uh, then they... Uh, then they settled basically and Dalibor had to finish the film and for the Czech Republic it's called the Dimension which is the demand set that you found uh, and uh, so that's the short version of a very long story uh, so uh, in the Czech uh, cinemas it's uh, well Dalibor actually visits the small Czech cinemas so he uh, shows them the Dimension plus he also talks about the film because uh, it's uh, a very artistic piece, so there's uh, there's a lot of uh, things that he explains as a bonus to the film because it's uh, I wouldn't say it's a mainstream film. Yeah, okay, so and then Dalibor adds that uh, when they quarreled, you know, so in 2016 that was the time where he uh, contacted Mr. Fraser, and uh, so in 2016 Dalibor was left with the footage but with no funds. So we had to actually fundraise the money to finish the film. So uh, for the first time, I think it was quite difficult for him because we have to write it, direct it, fundraise and do everything. So uh, I, I kind of rooted for him. That's, that's why I joined. So basically that's the short story. So there were uh, some uh, problems along the way. So that's, uh, that's why. So in 2016, he got the footage and then he finished it and now the dimension is the final version, and it's going to be named the uh, uh, the uh, behind the curtain of night uh, internationally. <laughs> it took a very long time to finish, but Dalibor said that uh, it actually it, it was for the best because uh, he could finish the film on his own. Because I think there is a saying that two cooks spoil the broth, so I think that's this kind of thing. Yeah, but he said that maybe it's uh. It's uh, something very unusual, uh, even on uh, 
on the world scale, there are two films, basically two directors or producers quarreled and the names uh, of the the films are different, but some of the footage is the same. So uh, basically, uh, it, it was it was pretty crazy. Well, thank you so much for clearing that up, because I know like for a very long time, Daniel and I were just looking at you know, Brandon's IMDb. We saw like this, uh, so many names for the film, and so we were kind of confused. But thank you so much for clearing that up for us. So now now we know which one to definitely watch and not to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dalibor, uh, do you have any more questions? Because I have two, I think, two uh, funny stories that could help you. Uh, there's one when Mr. Fraser came to Prague and then there's one, uh, if you watch the movies, actually there's a drinking scene there. So there's a funny story to that too, if you want to hear that. Yeah, we'd love to hear both of those stories. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Dalibor said that he might be the only director who got Mr. Fraser drunk uh, on stage, actually, <laughs> because uh, so uh, when they started filming, uh, there was a drinking scene basically there's uh, um, uh, there's a, a bottle of uh, whiskey and there was tea in it so when they were preparing the, the scene they actually they were um, drinking tea but uh, they were shooting an interview with Mr. Fraser and the prop guys actually uh, put whiskey there maybe they just had one so uh, when they uh, redecorated the stage and they uh shot for real uh they started shooting and mr Braz fraser had like three takes so every time he he rolled he drank whiskey and he thought this is something suspicious but uh and so so when he drank the third time he had a third shot dalibor kind of saw that something's happening and then he collapsed on the table so actually he had like four shots in a, in a row because actually it was uh, not tea anymore because of the prop guys so it was actually whiskey. <laughs> I mean, how did uh, how did Brendan Fraser respond to that? Was he like in a joking mood? Was he? Do you think it was funny or was he upset? Okay, yeah. Uh, he said that Mr. Fraser was very happy, and he also responded in a very funny way. He took it as a joke, and it was nice. Uh, but the next day, actually, he liked the he liked the shooting. I think he liked the atmosphere too of the of the set. So, uh, so the next day, actually, he uh, he got got talking with Dalibor, and he offered him that he might be able to play in his second film. So he liked it a lot. I think he liked the whiskey, uh, and <laughs> and for Dalibor, it worked out pretty well. That's incredible. <laughs> so there is a saying I'll tell you guys. Uh, uh, I'm not sure how 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 it's actually translated in English, but we say Zlatapara, which is like golden pride. I'm not sure if you call Golden Prague if you're used to this. So in Czech, in the Czech Republic, we say Golden Prague. So that's the prerequisite to the story. Okay. So when Mr. Fraser arrived in Prague and we say Golden Prague, Golden Prague, he didn't know what it means. Uh, so uh, when he went to the hotel, there was a guy probably from Saudi Arabia or uh, maybe United Arab Emirates, a sheik, and he actually... Uh, recognized Mr. Fraser, I stayed in the same hotel, so he came to him and offered him uh, a business card. And Mr. Fraser was like, okay, I don't really need it. So he was like, no, 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 take it. And Mr. Fraser was like, oh, I don't need it. So he was like, uh, the Arab guy was like, hey, take a look, take a look. It's really nice. So Mr. Fraser had a look, and uh, it was a solid gold business card. So he was like, ah, golden Prague. 
That's how it works. So he came there and then made jokes about this. Obviously, it's a pun because it's not related to this, but uh, he has a great sense of humor. So he uh, <laughs> he made fun with the with the set, you know. How many days was Brennan Fraser on set filming? So uh, it's like this. It was only one shooting day. It was more difficult because Mr. Fraser arrived on Sunday and he stayed until Wednesday. But they agreed on one uh, shooting day. So uh, Dalibor actually had to visit like eight places where the movie uh, took place. So uh, to uh, and uh, actually the problem was that some of the places were very busy. So it was very difficult to organize. So there was one very busy shooting day for 12 hours. So they had to cram it in one day, uh, but uh, it was a success. But it was very busy, it was very demanding. So uh, it was only one shooting day. Maybe maybe it's oh, his wow. shortest, uh, shortest appearance, I'm not sure. <laughs> so he got drunk for the first time and it's, uh, it was a very short uh, shooting day. Since the your film has premiered already, um, have you had the chance to like send it to, uh, you know, like Marsha, uh, Marsha or Brandon to see the final um, results of the film yet? Uh, he didn't send it yet because uh, the English subtitles are not finished. There is a, a documentary that's going to be uh, attached to the film or maybe it's going to be part of the film. It, it might last 20 minutes. And it's uh, a documentary that Dalibor shot and it's about the uh, near-death experiences. So it accompanies the film. So it starts, people are telling you their experiences because actually the film is an artistic expression of that experience. So uh, it makes it easier for the viewers, but uh, the subtitles are not finished yet. So once he finishes the subtitles, he's going to send it to uh, Miss Cross or Mrs. Cross and then to Brendan. Uh, and actually Dalibor added, there is also a funny part because he actually added uh, Marsha's scene uh, during the shooting because he was missing some uh, people in the film to connect the stories. So actually he came up with that role for her during the shooting. And because he's also writing the film, he kind of connected that and, and uh, he was also thinking about Monica Geller from Friends, but then he chose uh, Marsha Cross. So, so it's uh, a character that kind of, uh, that was created during the, uh, during the shooting, during the long periods. And they were quarreling with the other producer and each of them had a vision. And then it kind of, uh, uh, it was created, but it, it serves the story. It's good. We only have a couple minutes left in the Zoom. It's about to expire the time. So I just want to say, you know, thank you very much for taking time to talk with us and share with us um, his experience filming the movie and clearing some things up. And we'll definitely make sure our fans, hopefully we'll keep an eye out for the new version. Hopefully it comes to America sometime soon. So uh, yes, it will be available to the American audience. Maybe there might be a full show with Dalibor stories plus the film. So we might go to the States, book some cinemas, and maybe one, maybe, maybe one or two, uh, each coast one, and then uh, you would get the full on experience. We could do that. So it might be in cinemas, but also there might be the full on experience because this film is a little bit different, you know, it's not mainstream. So 
uh, there needs to be something uh, clarified and explained for it to uh, make sense. For me personally, it was the second time when I got it. I, I saw it and I was like, okay, it was not <laughs> finished yet. But then when I saw it, then it made sense. Understandable. Um, the Zoom is about to cut us off. So again, thank you very much. And we really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, Mike, for translating. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, okay, thanks, Mike. It was Mike. nice to talk to you guys. Okay. Have a great time in Georgia and Cleveland. <laughs> What's Cleveland? Right? Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks.